We are back. We are back. Welcome back to episode 47 of Men Know Nothing. Is it 47? I think it's 47. I never ever know. Potentially, man. Potentially. Um, but yes, 47 once again. We are three away from 50. That's a quick math for you there. Yeah, I know, mate. That's mate. It's, it's a hell of a ride. It's been a ride. Two years. Um, follow us on all our socials, as usual. As usual. Twitter. No, we don't have Twitter. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this is going to be just keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. YouTube. Facebook. TikTok. And all that good stuff. If you listen to us on Spotify or watch on Spotify, or make sure you give us five stars. If you listen to Apple, give us a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, give us a review. Give us a review. I don't even think we have SoundCloud anymore. But yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. So as usual, Dan, we're going to start with. Well, welcome back, first of all, to Men Know Nothing, the podcast giving you the advice you never ask for mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And if you're new, that's something that Dan seems to want to say at the start of every episode. At any point in this podcast, if you think what we're talking about is about you, it probably is. It probably is. Mm. Okay. Was it them? Or was, was it, it them or was it you? So <clears throat> you got one sent in today and I'd love to hear it, mate. Yes. Yeah, so I got one sent in. So I'm going to read it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to go on a date with this girl. We had been talking for a number of days, maybe six or seven days off the app. <clears throat> we organized to go on a date. On the day, we confirmed that we would be going to this particular location at this particular time. I get to the place we're meant to be meeting <clears throat> I'm get I get to the place where we're meant to be meeting and I'm sitting there. Ten minutes go by, fifteen minutes go by. I text to ask if she's still coming. No reply. I think maybe she's just not checking her phone because she's driving or something like that, given the benefit of the doubt. Twenty minutes go by, thirty minutes go by, and no show. No message or call after I've texted. I've texted once and I didn't feel the need to text to message her or call her again, like I'm desperate. I decided to get up and leave. Once I've left, maybe an hour or so, I get a message saying that she's sorry for not showing up. There is a family emergency. I didn't really entertain the conversation. I said, sorry, sorry, there was a family emergency, but hope everything is okay. But I'm not interested in rescheduling the date because I think it was disrespectful to not message me and let me know that she can't make it. She gets annoyed at me for saying that and thinks I'm being unreasonable. Am I being a dick here or is she? Love the podcast, by the way. Keep going. What was the family emergency? Uh, I didn't ask. That's what we want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that like, being stood up is, is shit. No one wants to be stood up. And I think that there's a lot of like like ego when it comes to that. So maybe, you know, if the situation was quite bad, but I don't know. No, I still think like, you know, time is a priority and time Mm. is what you give it to. And I think that like, you know, if you have stuff to do in the day, like if an emergency happened and you know, you weren't going to work, you would message someone at work because Mm. you'd let them know the fact you've organized a date with someone that's still something booked in and organized. Just, you know, one message, Hey, emergency, sorry, can't make it. I'll drop you a message tomorrow. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Cause then it's like, Maybe that reflects on if you were to date them long term. Well, that's really thinking ahead now. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I guess just like initially, just looking at that now, I think that yeah, I think I think they could have messaged that person. Uh, yeah, I agree. 
to be honest with you. I think, like you said, time time is a commodity. And for a lot of people, they're quite selective on who they're willing to give their time to. Don't know if this guy is like that. But I think if there's a family emergency, that's totally fine. But it lets you just take a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, like you don't really owe that person anything, but you owe them the respect of yeah. letting them know to have them sitting there for 30 Even like minutes. a voice note. You could send yeah. like a three-second Hey, I'm on my way. Sorry. Or sorry, I've got a family emergency. I can't speak now, but I'm so sorry. I'll message you tomorrow and explain everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think for me that's that's how I would I would have felt as well, and um, depending on probably how hot she was, yeah, would determine would I go on another yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that pretty privilege is rife. Yeah, I'd that's be like, fair. you know, what? I'll give you another chance. That's fair. That's fair. And another chance. You should have messaged him, being like, was she like a four? Or yeah, five? Was, was yeah, what yeah, yeah. fit was she? Because then you could message me like, bro, you got to go back. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, yeah, you probably didn't think that she was yeah, that, that great. Yeah. Uh, so today, Dan, what are we talking about? Um, today, what we're going to be talking about yeah. is we've got a few things that we want to discuss. We, I've been watching a lot of, I come across a lot of content that I watch when it comes to dating and relationships and stuff like that, and I hear a lot of like terms that are dropped in you know conversations and i sometimes think like what if someone didn't know what those things are mm-hmm. so as an example there's things like you know gaslighting breadcrumbing okay. some cost fallacy uh love bombing mm. any more region beta beta paradox region beta paradox what was the other one we saw recently the sensor what's that thing that we were just reading what the thing on the computer. What was that? Everyone was like, what is that? Uncensus River. What was it? Do you remember? We you were, don't mind. One of the theories. One of like the theories. One of the oh, top- incel. Incel. Involuntary. Or In- vol- no, voluntary celibacy. Yeah, I'd never come across that before. Yeah, it's been... I just end up on... Because um, Chris, Willi- Will- <clears throat> Chris from uh, Modern Wisdom, yeah. he's talked about that quite a bit. About the incel culture and how these men are voluntary celibates but really it's men who can't get led and they've created this whole community <clears throat> as in like like that hate women oh what yeah. sorry i heard that different people that say they they're not they're choosing to not i think they're saying they can't or they're choosing not to. they're choosing not to are they saying that because they just can't because they can't get led yeah right okay. and they usually hate women oh so you're saying that's usually like synonymous with like them hating usually, women? yeah yeah mad mm. So there's a bunch of different terminologies in mm. today's modern dating world, but we're not going to cover all of them. No, we take way too long and you probably haven't got the patience to sit here and listen to all that. Very, very true. But um, thank you for being here. There are three that we want to talk about today and three that we want to go over. And the first one is sunk cost fallacy. I don't know what that is. Sunk cost. <laughs> fuck me. We're, no, I've got no idea. Nah, so sunk cost fallacy. I actually came across that like years ago. I think I must have been like 20 at the time is the first time I heard that. So the sunk cost fallacy is basically making emotional decisions based on certain areas of your life because of how long you've been invested into something. Mm. So as an example, if you're in a job for a period of time and you go, well, I've been in this job for so long, so I won't get rid of this. But it's an irrational response because you're basing previous investment on future investment. And your previous investment shouldn't dictate your future investment because that time is already gone. Um, You could say the same for like relationships where Mm. someone is in a five-year relationship unhappy, but because... And we've all been, or loads of us have been guilty for that. But when you're in a relationship, as an example, and where sunk cost fallacy has its play is that 
Uh, because of how long you've been in that relationship, even if you're unhappy, you don't want to throw the years away that you've had. So you'll stick it out with that person. And, you know, that's, yeah, sunk cost fallacy is, that's, that's the premise of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very long explanation. A very, very long explanation. I feel like it was detailed. But yeah. There was a lot in there. You I could have interrupted any time. Just, no, no, just be I, like, shut the fuck up now. I know I know exactly what sunk cost fallacy is. <coughs> Thank already, you very much. I already knew because you've definitely, you've used it on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one because when you put so much time into something, it's very, very, very hard to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've put eight years of your relationship, especially depending on the age that you started dating them at. So if you're someone who started dating your partner at 18 mm. and now it's 10 years later and you're 28, it will be so hard to leave that relationship, especially if it's not a horrible relationship or your partner is not a dick, he doesn't cheat or she doesn't cheat or she's not a dick. It's going to be very hard for you to leave that after 10 years because, again, they're probably all you've ever known from your late teenage years into your Mm. adulthood. Like, that person was your person. That person was the person that you grew with and you hopefully built with and you cried and laughed and um, saw friends, saw, saw different, so many different important stages of life probably graduated uni around the same time you're that's you've been your person for so long and then i guess if it comes towards the end where or potential end where one person feels as if like it it can't go any further i've i i don't i definitely can i guess appreciate the difficulty in mm. making that decision i've never been in that decision so it's hard for me to say <clears throat> But I know like a, quite a few people um, in Sydney who ended a 10-year relationship recently and their early 30s ones ended a 15-year relationship not now. And it's one of those ones where you're a completely new person from when you were single at your 18 years old to when you're now in your mid-30s. Yeah. And then it's like, how, this is, would be the thought process of someone in that situation how am I going to navigate the world because I don't know it without this person? I don't know this adult world without this person. I don't know how to date. Um, I don't know how to use these dating apps. Like, I, there wasn't any social media. If you're talking 2023, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there wasn't really any social media. Like, how how am I going to navigate this? So whenever someone gets in this position where a sunk cost fallacy comes into play, it's like, I understand Oh, I can appreciate it's it's so difficult when you've been for someone for so long and then you're like yeah like I've spent all this time and then I'm gonna throw it away mm. and I think it's so easy to see it like that I think a really good question to ask yourself when you're in these situations and I've done this for so many years is if I was in this situation from today and it was like how it is would I still want to be in this situation moving forward and I think sometimes sometimes if the answer is no well then why is that any different because your needs are still the same in that moment Mm. so why should that dictate how you treat the situation and so I think that's a a really good question to ask yourself is you know would I be happy today if that was the case have you ever felt like you've been in this situation yeah for sure Yeah. yeah yeah for sure I've been in that situation um, and it took a while to get to that. And I think that once you have been through that, it's easier to not fall into that trap. Mm. But it's still so easy. Like, you know, human beings, we, we're great at telling ourselves a story 
you know, away from the narrative of what reality is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, things are better than what they are and you don't tell your friends as well. Like I remember when I was in that situation, I wouldn't tell my friends about the relationship I was in because I almost didn't want to like give acknowledgement to it and yeah. make it real because telling your friends about it means that it's now real and, and holds you brought accountable. it exactly it holds yeah. you accountable you've now like created you know depth to it that someone else knows so i know there are so many people out there in relationships and when people ask how are you doing like how are you finding it it's like yeah like it's good or yeah yeah you know we've got our ups and downs and it's mm. like you know why don't you tell us on how you really feel you know, and if the worry is, well, if I talk about it, it's making it real. Well, then, you know, that's also maybe something you need to think about. But yeah, sunk cost fallacy is huge. Yeah, I, I agree with the part, the part where you said when you keep it in, it kind of makes it feel like an imagination. But as soon as yeah. you say it out, it brings it into the world. And now you need to be, you're somewhat held accountable to yourself. And then if you have good uh, friends, it'll hold you accountable. Because actually, that was literally me, I guess, when for my last two relationships that I ended like I was having the thought process for for quite a for quite a while, one for like a few weeks and one for like a couple of months, but never told anyone. So it was just easy for me to just push it to the back yeah. of my head and just pretend that it's not an issue. I'm just I'm just being difficult or I'm just being picky or I'm just being this, just being that. But then it wasn't until I actually said it out loud to a friend that it was like, holy shit. Like I can't, I can't say all this. Yeah. And now I pretend it's not an issue because then whoever I've told knows it's an issue and be looking at me yeah, like, yeah. What, "What are you doing? Yeah, hundred percent. You being a dick? That's not fair in here. Hundred percent. So I think when it comes to stuff like this, if you're in this sun cause fallacy kind of situation, I think it's just smart to speak to someone about it, mm. especially if it's been a thought process for a while. Because then you're just wasting your brain power and you're just, you're just, your energy's off. If you're constantly thinking about the same thing, same thing over and over again, then it's obviously a very important issue that needs to be addressed. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, speaking it out loud to someone who will listen will make a massive difference in how you move, move from sunk to not sunk. Bars. Bars there. Thank you. Next one. What's the next one? The next one is we have. I'm in the wrong part of my phone. Is uh, is breadcrumbing? Ooh. So next ah. one is breadcrumbing. Man loves a bit of carbs. Oh. Um. So breadcrumbing is what's breadcrumbing? You're leading this episode. Fuck. Breadcrumbing. I think what breadcrumbing is is instead of someone investing into you and actually investing to you as a person, what they give you is tiny little bits of themselves. And because you fantasize about the situation, you look at those little incremental moments and you see them as something bigger than what they are. Mm -hmm. It's like someone could, you know, be so flaky on text messages and so inconsistent with their intention and their behavior. But when they text you saying, oh, I had a great night last night, you go, oh my God, that's so nice. They they, they really valued my time. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. All, all you've done is like, you've picked up a breadcrumb of information and you've and extrapolated that is. to make it go, oh my God, this is so good. Mm. I think, yeah, that it's people, again, storytellers, like people just ignorantly telling themselves this story and fantasy of what a situation is. And it's hard, you know, people don't want to accept that maybe someone doesn't like them. Mm, and, and just so, accept reality. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. accept reality because it's an ego thing. Mm. You know, they're probably like, you know, this is shit. I don't want to accept that. Or I have invested already and I deserve some investment back. And um, yeah, it's crazy what people tell themselves. 
Yeah, like I guess breadcrumbing is 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 an act of flirtation, but with non like committal social signals. You just got that off Google. That was a great one-liner. What do you mean? That was that sentence. Was that off Google? Is that the actual definition of it? No. I was like, where did you read that from? No, I read it earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much what that is. So, mm. have you ever been in a situation where you've been breadcrumbed or did the? No, I don't think eating? so. Uh, I don't think so. Because I don't think that I could be breadcrumbed because I don't think I've got the patience. <laughs> I, Your ADHD is just like... Uh, yeah, I just I just don't think I've got the energy or patience that I would lose interest very quickly. Have I breadcrumbed anyone? Nah. No, I'd, I'd, I don't think so. And I'd really... Nah, I don't think so. Nah. Yeah, I think... Have you? Have I breadcrumbed yeah. someone? Scum- yeah, probably. You scumbag. I probably have. Yeah. But I guess at the time... If they're listening... You know who you are. I get probably Have you been breadcrumbed. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fucking bitch. No, no, fuck's sake. Um, I think not in this, not in my current recent chapter of life. Yeah, yeah. But well, def- how long? Well, as in, not in the past, like month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, nah, not my most recent chapter because I've pretty much been quite upfront with anyone that's ever asked me what my intentions mm. are. Um, but I would have said maybe in a previous life, I would have done that for sure. Yeah. Um, again, it's one. It's the kind of thing where... Because I, I, I always think when people breadcrumb, it's they, there is still a level of I want to hang out with you but you're just not a priority. I think it comes from a very like, I think the kind of people that breadcrumb are like naturally very like avoidant in nature, Mm. but yet they want to try and like make make something. But also it could be a a level of breadcrumbing as as if it's someone who just wants to sleep with you casually and they've done that, but then they kind of want to keep you there in case they want to give you that call. They want to throw you out. They want to put you in the orbit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're literally, you're earth. No, this person's Earth, and they just want to chuck you out towards yeah. where, where Pluto sits. Yeah, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, this yeah. is my friend. My mate was talking about this. Like, he told me that concept ages ago, like throwing light? someone back out to orbit. Yeah, to, or to and orbit. I was like, oh my god, that is, that's that's spot on. Mm, literally, and everyone does it, or every, you know, loads of people have done it. But yeah, it's like you keep people around at a distance, you bring them back in, and then throw, them, throw back them back out, out there, and you're done. And you just keep, yeah. So that's pretty much what breadcrumbing is. So if you're a guy or a girl and that's how it feels, then it probably is that. Mm. If they're maybe messaging you, but then they stop for a little bit, or they respond to one of your stories being, ha, 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 you look good here, or they'll do, like, I think, I think breadcrumbing happens the most on Instagram stories. Because that'd be guilty. What do you mean? As in, if you'd like, if a girl or a guy slept with each other and maybe the guy's not as interested but interested enough to like double tap it but not write a comment on the but story like in, but interested enough to maybe message them in a month's time when they may be feeling a little bit horny mm. and want them to come around responding to stories very nonchalantly yeah. just to keep them in the back oh this sounds like so I'm, toxic I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking from experience <laughs> Just to keep them, keep you in the back of their mind. Yeah, like, yeah. Haha, oh my That's god, so I, I, lo- I love that restaurant. It's you're only like responding because they're writing something, something up. up. So yeah, it's like yeah. they're starting the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep talking to me? Oh my god, that <laughs> yeah, is yeah, so yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah. So I think 100% breadcrumbing is. I think that's the epitome of breadcrumbing in the modern day because mm. it's not really texting. Because texting is still quite. 
Because if, you, if you're like not sure if you want to, you're like, I don't know how they feel about me. But they reply to all of my, my stories. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, we don't really speak that Peak, much. But yeah. they reply to all of my stories. Yeah. That is fucking, that is. That's just came into my head there. Mm. I'm just like, that would be, that's bread coming right there. There's some of you out there. You know who you are. And in hindsight, I've definitely done mm, that. Yeah. That's more, I think, than maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, that's. I think, I think it could be on a scale as well because it can be from like, depending on how serious you are with that person, like how you'll maybe react to it a bit mm. more. Because there are people maybe on a roster out there, but those who have you like got an emotional string right, and then yeah. doing it on top of it, that creates like a bit more like, you know, fuckery. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is like the epitome. Basically. I, guess, I guess when you're thinking bread coming, you you normally think that there might be this level of emotional attachment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what But I then think. that's what I mean when you said it could be on a spectrum because you'd naturally think that like you won't be affected by someone's mm. breadcrumbing if you don't care. But if you flip it and think, oh, if it's just a very casual thing that you don't want them to lose. <laughs> that's true. Dropping them a message here and there via their story is the most casual and easiest way to always be- keep that rapport there. Mm. I like that. Mm. Oh my God, I love your dog. Calm down. <laughs> everyone, loves, everyone loves them. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So if that is happening to you, um, you know, don't let it. Or just go with it and just shag them. Just go with it and just yeah. shag if them you wanna, because you want to do it, do it. Because everyone needs a root, you know. Yeah. Everyone needs a root, and it's only fair. Um. Yeah. Sweet. Bread come. Oh, that's so funny. I like that. The thought of it. Next one. Yeah. Gaslighting. Ooh. So, gaslight for doing that. That was so loud in my ear. No, I'm very sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! Gaslighting. Gaslighting. So gaslighting. Um, so I'm gonna try and do this again. Am I? Oh, can so, I just read this? No, nah, gaslighting is basically you making someone feel crazy about something when they have a. Start again. Oh, you've one literally second. butchered every Ga- single meaning. Gaslighting is basically you. Gaslighting is basically you making someone feel crazy about something that they feel, which is potentially quite rational. That was like. No, you're meant. To, it's not about what they feel; it's about their reality. Sorry, okay, go on. You you can do, you can do it. Like gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse in which there the abuser and man- manipulates the victim into questioning their own thoughts, feelings, and perception. Did you come up with that yourself? That was great. I typed that out earlier. I love it. I'm better at typing. You didn't get that off like chat GPT. No, but I should have. Yeah, I probably right. would have written it better. Um, yeah, that's so. Like in a simple way, gaslighting is like a simpler. Way. That is so. No. Simple. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I didn't mean. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Dad's about to give a simpler way for the next five minutes. <laughs> trying to explain <laughs> what the hell a fucking gaslighter is. Oh, it was, <laughs> just give you a one sentence okay. which explains it and you're like that. so the simpler means <laughs> let me just let me just break it down for some of you okay, okay? Um, yeah. no so what I was going to say is like an example of that is basically you being with someone or like it's just an example you're like hey I feel upset about like a particular thing and then they say back as an example 
why do you always have to ruin the situation by bringing this up? Or why do you have to do this and ruin the night for us? That's like an example of gaslighting. Unless you can give a much better one because that was probably pretty all over the place. Um, well, it's like a like a easy example. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Like yeah. they quite they deny and dismiss. I guess your feelings and deny your and dismiss. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Um, as, when I like, I've done it myself. Like I've I've mm. gaslit people before, and it's it's so easy to do because I think the reason why I used to do it, um, oh, fucking hair in front of me. I think the reason why I used to do that is almost because that you don't want to confront the situation. Yeah, like doing that is so you're much easier. You're almost gaslighting yourself. It's so much easier because like, I just don't want to talk about this. Oh fuck! Or like, if I don't talk about this, we don't have to deal with this. Or like, oh, I just you know, like I just want to avoid this whole thing. Yeah, I think that that is like a massive part of where it comes from. You know? Yeah, because I think the main one of the main aspects of it is like we said, denying that person's feelings and experience yeah. and make their reality seem as if it's not reality. Mm. Um. And I think, like he said, that's that's an aspect of that person probably not wanting to face reality themselves. And I think also when it comes to someone who's a gaslighter, it's it, it's a way of them trying to create create a version of that person they're with because they're now trying to manipulate their experience. And if you can manipulate their experience enough, mm. they'll then start to doubt their reality. And in turn, that means you can have a lot more control about how they move, what they do. Um, how they dress, who they speak to. And I think that's one of the key parts about what gaslighters do. Yeah, it's horrible. Thanks for you. (laughs) 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 Thanks for your input, man. (laughs) But um, what what I also know about what gaslighters also do um, with their partners is mm. to try to isolate them away from their friends and their family because if you remove them away from their, their foundation and their support that's when you're going to have way more control because once you do that then they're going to see you as the epitome and they're going to see you as the person who makes all the decisions the person the only person that they can rely on because they'll help they'll lead you to a point to believe that your family and your friends don't care about you and then again it creates that weird ass trauma bond and then it makes it harder for that person who's been gaslit, whose reality doesn't seem to be a reality, make it harder for them to leave. It's it's so difficult to deal with, like especially when you're. And, and the thing is, I know people that have. I actually know someone that that happened to back home, and that person basically took them away from, like, basically manipulated them to take all of them away from their family. And they like stopped speaking to all of their friends. Yeah. And they thought all of their friends were like against them and stuff like this. And this person had like manipulated and infiltrated like a lot of their thoughts. Yeah. It's crazy because it can just happen like over time. It's like that whole thing, you just know. Just a little small one percent. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like you know, if you throw a frog in hot water, they'll jump straight out. But put them in cold, and they'll just happily sizzle to death. Yeah. And like turning it one degree hotter each time. And I'm like, that's crazy, you know. Um. Yeah. Um. Did that person get out? Eventually, yeah. Yeah. They went to rehab first. Oh, oh wait. Mm. Oh, I feel like you told me about this person. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, the same person. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's it's mad because, like you said, when it, it is that one percenter every time, it's so easy to to not realize that it's happening. And by the time you do realize, 
you're not in a position where you're completely ostracized from everyone or mm. you feel as if you are because that's what this person's reality is now created for you. Um, and then you feel hopeless and powerless, which is exactly what the gaslighter would want. This is almost like a narcissist as well. That's exactly what the, the gaslighter would want, want you to feel hopeless and powerless because then the only hope and power you feel like you can get will be from that person. But Jesus, I'm trying to think if I've ever been gaslit. I think I've done it in situations where I, I, I've used to do this a little bit, but yeah, I'd be like, they would confront me about a situation that I had done and I would just blame them as be like, your reaction's just mm. not warranted. I feel there was a situation in, um, in Love Island this season. Uh -huh. When you say Love Island, do you mean your life? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, good one. <laughs> there is no love in this life. Only hate. <laughs> Jokes. Um... Yeah, there's a situation like that in Love Island where one of the girls was gaslighting the guy. Literally, something came on the screen that happened where she was being in a like doing other stuff with another guy and Casa Moore. You don't watch it, but you get the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was over in Casa Moore doing all this shit. She didn't tell him everything. Then they showed on the screen in front of them on the island because it was a movie night, and they showed her doing what she was doing in bed with this guy. And obviously, the guy she's now coupled up with was just like, "You didn't tell me all that." Da, 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 da. You're why you lie about it. That's not just a peck. I thought you said he did all the moves, but you were doing all the moves. That's what he was saying to the girl. And the girl let you turn. was like, What are you talking about? Da, 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 da. What you mean? Did I do it? Did I not tell you that? Did I not tell you that? Did I not tell you that? And he was uh, just like, How are you? Because he didn't do anything. He was that like, How are you getting annoyed at me? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, He didn't do anything in Castle Moore, so he was innocent. So, but it was like, how are you then coming at me, shouting at me, saying, I told you everything, I told you everything, when I'm telling you that you didn't? And then she was fully like saying, yes, I did, yes, I did. And he's like, no, you didn't. You didn't tell me that all that happened in the bed. Because obviously they were like, I want to know everything. And she obviously didn't. And fully gaslighting. And the, one of the things, I shared in my story about this, but one of the shit things about the Love Island of this year, which has been bad, was the lack of, the lack of, um, I guess, concern for men's mental health in the show like it was insane because usually if something shit happens to a girl in the show there's absolute uproar like all the girls would be like you're a fucking dick he's a fuck boy da, 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 da. he's going he doesn't deserve you whatever whatever and people will hold the men accountable for their bullshit that they do throughout the whole show the mm. women will hold them accountable they'll actually make it hell for them to even couple up with another girl if they wanted to because that girl will like just make it very, very awkward. It happened a couple of times in this season. But my issue was the fact that this guy Shaq, who I know I don't really like, um, not that he knows who I am, but <laughs> the fact that this guy Shaq was going through this shit and the girl that he's meant to, that he claims to love and she claims to love him, the fact that this all happened and he was being gassed by her, lied to by her, and then no one even called the girl out on it, being like, this isn't fair. What was their like reaction to the story? They just, they just the girls just sat there. The, the the boys were like, "That's fucked." But the girls there didn't didn't call her at once. We said, "No, you can't, you can't be treating treating him like this." She was literally acting like a fuck girl. Yeah, that's shit. Throughout the whole show, that's but so like shit. just just the way she handled the situation with him, especially at that point, was so bad. Mm. And there's a couple of times in there when it came to the men high. The fact that if it was flipped and the guy was the one that did that, he would have had to try so hard in order to get her back. He would have done the most in 
crazy gestures in order to get her back. Some of the guys did that. They had to do mad gestures just to get the girl back because they fucked up in Casa Moore. The fact that the only thing that she had to do was literally just like decide. And then the guy, and that probably says a lot about him mm, as well. Yeah. And again, it's like, would you have done that? Would we have taken her back in the real world? Or was she kind of like your little way of staying in the show? Because you want to stay in the show. Because in my head, based on what they showed on TV, like the girl Tanya didn't do anything that would make me feel as if she deserved to, to get him back. And he just took her back. But it's like, how does how was no one calling that person? Like, after doing all the gaslighting, after doing all that, and backing this other guy. Do you do you think that happens in like today, like with the difference of maybe males and females, and when this happens? Like, do you think that happens outside of that? Hundred percent. Like, so you're saying that women would call men out for being wankers for gaslighting, but then they wouldn't call other women out for doing that. Hundred percent. Then do you think the same who are men doing that? Like, so men can call women out for doing that, but then men won't call that other man out for doing that. Yeah, I do think like, that. Like, yes, as in you're saying that you think both of them do that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So what you're saying... But I think I think there's more <clears throat> there's more onus pushed in men. Mm. So if a man does do it, there's definitely a lot more of a backlash and there's probably a lot more for them to do in order to get in the good books of the the girlfriend's friend or even get the girl back i think when you flip it women probably have to do a lot less in order to yeah, get fair. to that next that mm. that same level again i think yeah fair only because men probably just want to fuck yeah yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say because it probably comes down to those situations where they're the one that wants to push to get a result more mm. maybe what they want to achieve yeah yeah fair but yeah that that kind of just reminded me of that the whole love island situation how people how they handle that in there which is kind of sad, to be honest with you. Like, seeing, seeing like, the men in there going through stuff and then the women who have put them through that weren't being held accountable for mm. how, the, how they were speaking to them, how they were acting, how they were getting in, in each other's business, I think was was um, not on, but we move. Yeah, that's shit. That's really shit, and especially if you can see that and, like, because I know that people that have been like that, and I, I can see that a lot of people just don't call them out on it. Or they don't say anything. And I know that people that have been like that and around them, they just, yeah, like kind of take a step back. But it's, I think that it's important if you do see it happening, like definitely call it out because it can really fuck with someone else who is maybe more emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. And they could be taken advantage of. If they're like an empath, then they can be taken advantage of a lot more. And so I think if you do see that, like it's so good to just like call it out there and then. But yeah, if that is. I think um, that's happening to you. Yeah. So obviously we've, we've just we've been talking about gaslighting, how they can I guess make you doubt your reality, mm. kind of thing. I think one thing that people can do if they feel as if they're a gas, if they're with a gaslighter, or not in a way to to negate that happening, is keep a journal. If you keep and write down events that happen, that it happened on this day, this day. If you write that down. Then you're going to have documentation of like, this is what happened. I know you're lying or I know I'm telling the truth because I wrote it down when it happened. You know what I mean? Fuck. Like if, if, if it gets to that point where you literally can't figure out. Do you know someone what, that's done that? No. Fair. That, that's, a, that's a fair one. Yeah. Fair, fair. I do think it's important that if you, you were to find yourself in that situation, being able to be in a position where you can constantly be reminded of your reality is yeah. by doing that. 
get a notepad, get a journal, write down an event or every event that happens with your interaction with them as soon as it happens. Put down the date and the time so that if you ever feel like you need to bring it up with them again, you have it documented there. On your phone, you can even record on your phone mm. um, the audio so you have all that there. And I'm sure that y- we've seen situations before where women have been in abusive relationships and the recording or the video comes out of them being abused mm. by their abuser because they've probably got to the point now where one, they're done lying, one, they no one believes them, or if they if they were to tell someone, like people are like, oh, that's that was bullshit. So you find when people start recording the audio of them being verbally abused and they maybe if they're getting physically abused, they record it. So I think doing stuff like that is a way to, I guess, protect yourself. Fair. That Re- that's a really good point. Yeah. Man, that's some, that's some great tips. <laughs> um, Mate, that, that was really good. And I think, yeah, I think just talking to like a friend, a, trust, mm-hmm. a trusted friend who you know anything you tell them, they'll believe. I think doing that as well, again, bring in your, what you think is in your mind to reality. Definitely talking about it because it's like that whole thing. If it stays in your mind, it's not a real thing. Mm. Definitely talk about it. Yeah. I think I know, I know like I, I know like a few people as well. I was just thinking about it that again have like been no someone specifically. Oh no, I've already said the story. Doesn't matter. Just, just cut that out. <laughs> just cut that out. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that might do us for today. Yeah, guys. The reason why we wanted to talk about this is, like I said, been listening to a lot of content and I think that there are all these terms that either come up or maybe they're even happening in your like day-to-day lives. And I just thought it could be so good for some people to maybe sit back and go, huh, I remember feeling like that. Because I know a lot um, of people who've never heard of the term breadcrumbing. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, fuck, is that what's happening to me? Because sometimes if you can't like equate it to something, mm. it's hard to know it's happening. Yeah, especially if you don't know the, like a terminology that's yeah. used to describe an experience. Yeah. It's like, then I, you, don't, you won't really know. But yeah. Thank you Thank very, you very much, much for again. listening. Episode 47. If you could do us a favor, like, share, subscribe, yep. anything at all is always greatly appreciated. Tweet. And uh, yeah, tweet. And uh, <laughs> and uh, blessings and good night. Yeah, peace and love. Stay safe.